Hey, hey, it's your boy Yvonne Sasan here with Startup REI Show. Again, if you haven't done so already, please check out Startup REI Show, um, where you can find and see the video on what top five angel investors are saying about angel and real estate investing. Today, we have two special guests, and I'll cue them in now. Their names are Ashton and Christopher Le Leverick with Valkyrie Investment Group, and uh, I'll just have them introduce themselves right now. Hey, thanks, Yvonne. Appreciate it. Uh, great to be here. I'm I'm Ashton, and uh, I'm Christopher Leverick. Yep. Awesome, awesome. Can you guys uh, talk about a little bit more about just a short clip of your background, um, just so people know who? Hey, who is uh, Ashton? Who is Christopher with um, Valkyrie Investment Group? Um, yeah, so we're both uh, veterans. Um, so we've been you know, in that full-time space, full-time W2 job space for a long time. Right. Uh, I retired out of the military. Chris got got out of the military early, went back to college. And then we decided to start this business back in 2018 because we saw the benefit. And Chris can kind of talk about that more, but we saw the benefit of creating multiple streams of income yeah. that it are passive streams of income, right? That we can hedge against inflation, that we can um, hedge against the downside of the you know, up and down of the stock market. Um, and so, you know, I'm going to say something crazy here. We took everything out of our retirement funds and went straight into multifamily wow. real estate. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Anything else to add on that, Chris? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the story. Um, yeah. Much, much like he said, we, we tried to grow something bigger than just having one stream of income through your job. And that became kind of our, our calling, to uh, make this a reality for other people as well. We've done this for four years. I quit my job this week, actually W2. It is possible to do it. It is possible to have great tax benefits. So we just, we're spreading the message that we did, so. Awesome, awesome. And that's kind of why, what I wanted uh, to, to ask about um, as we get dive deeper into this, because most of the people that are listening and tuning in to this video podcast, either on YouTube or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, are trying to learn more or in depth of how can I, as a VC or startup angel investor, accredited or not, uh, invest in more and learn more about what you guys do in, in the real estate investing world, right? Um, in the startup realm, it's all there's a form, not a form, but there's a structure called the syndicate model, and essentially it's the same thing that real estate syndicators are using as well. And uh, I think we'll dive into that a little later. Cool. One of the questions I ask everyone that comes on to this, um, and this is probably the most important question out of all the questions, is at the deepest core, what? why do you do what you do now? Well, because we've identified that we want to be in control of our lives, I think. Um, and the fastest way to do that is create time. Like, Time passes for everyone. Time stops for no one. It's the one thing you can't buy more of. Um, but if I am working at a W-2 job, how do I get my time back, right? Um, and so we both have kids. I think it's very important. It's, you realize it's very important. Um, if you want to travel, if you want to spend time with your kids, you want to be there for your family, you need that time. Right. And, uh, and being able to have multiple streams of income, passive income or residual income, which, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people are not familiar with in America. We think we have the harder we work. Uh, that's how you, you make money. And then you get to retire at age 59 and a half. Right. Um, 
that's we saw that early on we had that wake-up call and uh and i say early on it actually took me 18 years to see it but <laughs> but um but yeah that that's it right like what do you really want to do out of life do you want to work for the rest of your life right what did warren buffett say like uh find a way to make money while you sleep or you'll work till you die that's it i don't i don't think it gets any more succinct than that and then what about you christopher yeah, I totally agree. I mean, we have the same vision because uh, we've been working the same company for the last four years. But I, I definitely think that I'm, I'm more the detailed guy. And so I'd say, what is the alternative to um, trying to create more time to try to create more financial freedom? The alternative is far more risky. And that's accepting that you do not have the control and you give it up to someone else, whether it's an employer, uh, it's your 401k provider, it's Social Security, really don't give it up to them. Um, and, and that is the more risky approach. And I am a very risk adverse person. So I chose the, uh, less risky option. And that option was to get my time back. Uh, and that was through, you know, investing in passive income assets that can do that for me. So, yeah, I mean, I hear it all the time, even for myself as an 11 year old learning from rich dad, poor dad, as I skimmed the book, this literal book right here, Okay, uh, it looks old now and racked up, but I skimmed it at 11 years old. It, it talks about the quadrants and uh, it's it the point being um that you're trying to buy your buy, buy your time back is is there or was there a specific time um or, or like what, what can you describe the story behind the turning point behind um you prioritizing time with your children and family over what you were doing before with your veteran job um, and stuff like that yeah, what I mean, Chris had the aha moment more than I did. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I had my first uh, son in 2018 and I started the business same time. So we bought our first property August 2018 and my son was born August 15th, uh, 2018. And so it's almost like the universe just telling you, like, you know, there is something more important than your video games, your bar going out, you're, you're working at your career job. And uh, the, the aha for me was, if you'll remember, there was a huge pullback in 2018. And it was probably yeah. a kick in the butt. It was about 20% drop in the market. Um, my 401k took a drop by like you know $7,000 in a, in a week. And I had been putting a lot of money into that thing. So to see that happen where I did not have control, I did not see it coming. Um, and it was in an asset that that you know I didn't even know if it was going to support me when I'm retiring. Yeah. It really woke me up to the fact that I wasn't in control. And now I have this, this kid of mine um, who's who I want to spend time with. Sure, everybody, everybody has that story. But I also want to, you know, show him a better way to do things and not just encourage him to get on the hamster wheel. And because I love the hamster wheel, to be honest, I did. I liked I liked comfort. I liked that comforting feeling. Uh -huh. But uh, 2018, it was the wake up. It was, hey man, you're you're not in control. And by the way, you know you might not even have this 401k money when you uh, when you retire. So, dang, dang, that's a great story, by the way. Thank you for that. And uh, Valkyrie Investment Group is there now a higher purpose for serving a specific group of people? Now that you guys have a background in veteran uh, in the veteran world, I I personally don't have that background, but. Is there like a higher purpose now to give back to that specific community, give back to a specific um, charity, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, a large, <clears throat> excuse me, a large part of what we do is uh, educating investors because 
you know, a lot of people don't know that you can do this. They don't know you can get in, you can buy an apartment complex. They don't know you can create passive streams of income, mailbox money. People just don't know that they think they have to go out there and hustle and grind for this stuff. Yeah. Um, but there are other ways to create multiple streams of income with ease. So a lot of what we do is education. But on the flip side, yes, every deal we do, we're putting aside capital that goes towards a veterans nonprofit. Um, and we're, you know, we're looking at, I think we raised like $2,500 last year for Big Sky Bravery, um, which is a, a veterans nonprofit that supports special operations veterans. And we're also looking at supporting Unbound Now, which fights um, human trafficking. So like, and the cool part about that is you, when you underwrite a deal, when we look at a deal that we're going to buy, right. we can, we can build that into the return into the underwriting and you can say well this wouldn't support that well then if it doesn't support that and support our investors and support our investment goals we're not going to do the deal so Correct. you get to choose so now when people invest in a deal we're doing when we invest in a deal we're doing we're creating returns for some nonprofit at the same time wow that's a that's a great way of looking at all all of this and uh in, in, in that regard, I want to ask, okay, is there specific core values that you guys have that you guys have incorporated in the culture of what you guys do at Valkyrie Investment Group? And uh, for those people that are looking to invest with you guys, possibly listening on this call, um, I'm sure that some of them are willing to align with um, people that have their core values too, you know? Yeah, I mean, the big thing we, we get behind is making real estate investing simple. Uh, it can seem very complicated, seem very complex. And so you just give money to your financial advisor from insert your 401k name there. Um, and that actually is not the best way. But we understand people like simplicity. They right. have busy lives. They have you know, uh, kids and passions and jobs. And so really we get behind making it simple for people to invest and hopefully, uh, you know, people invest with us kind of get that experience. Um, so that's kind of our main, main purpose, uh, for the company, but yeah, the vision and values, we align definitely with the veteran community, with the military community. We align definitely with the family, man. Um, we're big on relationships. So, um, you know, that's one of our core values is, is relationships uh, focused. And really, that's that can be family, but it can also be partnership. We're big right. on the partnerships. Every deal we've done since 2018 had a partner. We never did a deal by ourselves. So and, and it, whether it was joint ventures, yeah. LLC partnerships, syndications at a larger scale, it's always about partnerships. Um, and, and our big one, of course, is happier, healthier, wealthier. So we're all trying to improve our life in some regard. And we want to align with people that are not scared to do that. They want to grow. They want to be happier. And everyone kind of wants to be happier, but then some people really don't understand that everything they do is to be happy. So, um, you know, we, we just don't want to align with someone that comes along and says, hey, what's the highest return you can give me? That's not yeah. our guy. We sure. want to first, you know, What's, what do you like? Let's hear your story. Why, what got you here? Let's, let me tell you about my story. And do we have alignment? Um, that's who we are. We don't focus on, I'll give you 40% return. Give me your cash. That's not our game. So Correct. Correct. And uh, that's more transactional as a relationship. And I'm really, really, really seeing that there's huge value in the relationship portion because you are sort of married to them for like five, whatever 
the, whatever the business plan is for exiting five to seven years or whatnot, that's typical of syndications, if not early. Very much. And uh, yeah. if it's more transactional than when stuff hits the fan, then uh, it's definitely in question of like, okay, do I do the business side or now the relationships or, or do I preserve the relationship? Right. And so right. Um, in, in, in talking about the relationships though, as part of the due diligence for the people that are listening here or your uh, potential investors later on, I see the um, pitch going as, or the pitch framework being as team market and then deal, right? So that's kind of why I framed all of my questions to be, hey, who is Valkyrie Investment Group, right? And now going back to the market and how it all goes, that's how um, I'm, I'm uh, leading this conversation. So in this case, with all of the stuff that's going on, it looks, it sounds like you guys have an incredible team, all the stuff that's going on in the economic world and the political world. How are you guys um, at Valkyrie Investment Group protecting the downside for these investors, especially with the big hottest topic being inflation? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, let me kind of frame it a different way. So yeah. when you invest in real estate, you're not you're not buying it dollar for dollar, right? So if you go out and invest in gold and you throw that gold in your, I just heard this story the other day and I, I'm going to use it again. Uh, you throw that gold in your safe. That gold is going to appreciate. It's going to be worth what it's worth. You can take it out. You can look at it. You can show it to your friends, right? But that's it. It's worth what it's worth. You're never going to improve or force the appreciation, force the value of that gold to go up. Correct. It's going to be the value that it is based on the market, based on the value that the market values it at. Right now, if I buy a piece of real estate, let's say I buy it for a hundred thousand, or mm -hmm. and I I buy a hundred thousand dollar piece. Or let's let's go a million. I buy a million dollar property. I only have to put twenty percent down. I can right. use leverage, right? And then. If I want to put a little bit more money into it, I can improve the property. I can increase the net operating income, which increases the value of the property. And we can do that very quickly. Um, if we raise the rents by $25 per month on a million dollar property on a hundred unit property, like mm -hmm. you can raise the value by one and a half million in, in under 12 months. Correct. And so you're asking what, um, how does inflation affect our decision? In fact, it drives our decision to invest in real estate. It tells us don't invest in anything you can't control. Don't invest right. in anything that does not create cash flow, right? Because you invest in real estate, not only do you have the value that you put into it, but you also have the cash flow that's coming back. Right. You have the tax benefits every year um, because there's so much depreciation on the property, decreasing your taxable footprint, right? Yeah. Uh, or obligation to the government. And then lastly, like your pay, your tenants are actually paying down your um, mortgage. So you're you're increasing in four increasing wealth in four different ways. Um, you're not going to see that with other investments. So how do we hedge against and you know, how does inflation affect our decision? I mean, it's a huge driver of why we do this. Right, right, right. I thank you for that. And uh, I know you guys don't necessarily do deep value add. Maybe you guys do, but essentially you guys are in the value add space as cash flow investors. And um, in your due diligence, how are you guys making sure that um, within five years, seven years, within the business plan, that it 
not only projects the way you want it to, but you're also um, making sure that uh, you're covering not not your margins, uh, the risk for for these investors. For if there's a fire, then we do this. If there's a downturn, we do this kind of thing. How how are you guys making sure that not necessarily that doesn't happen, but in, in protection of that, not only their capital, but like the actual investment property. Yeah. You know, every investment has risk. And so when we have the call, we do do say that, right? Everything right. has a risk. Um, what is your choice is is up to you. So are you going to go invest in, um, you know, Dogecoin on crypto? Well, that's going to have a risk of a different value than, say, real estate. doesn't mean it's wrong. It means what are you available or what can you take as risk, risk tolerance? Correct. I would say, you know, it's in my opinion, it's riskier to invest in bonds than real estate. And people might think that's crazy, but a bond is simply the government saying the dollar is going to be worth this in 10 years and on my balance sheet. And if they keep borrowing, then bonds aren't worth anything when the dollar isn't worth anything. Right. So a bond is not as secure as real estate, in my opinion. Stocks as well. You don't know where a stock could go. You have an idea of a company business plan where it could go, but it's, it's, it's up and down. So is it a good hedge against inflation? No, not really. Is Bitcoin a good hedge against inflation? It could be. Is gold a good hedge against inflation? It could be to preserve wealth. But like Ashton said, if you're you're interested in growing the wealth at the same time, uh, not only hedging against inflation, but growing that wealth, real estate is one of the best solutions for that. It's been proven by the wealthy generations for years. Uh, on on you can see the families there's always the wealthiest families always have real estate in a majority of the portfolio and there's a reason behind it um but so so let's yeah so it's it's doing protection of the risk we yeah. always look to the market right if you look at any recession there are markets that suffer more than markets that that uh suffer a lot right yeah. so for example if we're buying in the population growth the rent growth the high employment a uh, lot of employers in the area, those areas aren't going to have as much of a pullback. Why? Because there is so much need for affordable housing in those areas, simply because of the demand. If I have a lot of employers, if I have a lot of population moving in, if um, there's a lot of rental growth, it's showing there's a lot of demand for housing and housing is in high shortage in those areas. Housing is in shortage across the United States, but in those markets, it's even more shortage because you have more people moving in. So if you buy in those markets, the, the risk of a recession crashing those apartments, um, you know, that we, we, multi, we do multifamily. So I'm not going to talk about single family, um, but the risk of it affecting multifamily is, is lessened to a degree. But it's, it's something to be aware of. In a recession, there will be a pullback. Cool. Uh, I'll, I'll leave this last comment, though. In the 80s, interest rates were at 18% at an all-time high. We're going to 6, 7, 8 who cares? In, in all honesty, the interest rates are not going to stop people from buying for the next three years. I can I can almost guarantee you that. And most likely what's going to happen in this case is the Fed is just going to not they're going to they're scared of the market and then they're going to print more capital. So I think we're we're three, four years away from even a pullback. Right. Um, and we could even never get there. But it's about the investor. It's about you or, or you, the partner, you, the managing partner. Determine what is your risk tolerance create those, um, you know, try to limit it as much as you can. And and we do that by picking the right market most of the time. Right, right. In short, um, what's uh, you and your team's investment thesis, buy and hold, 
flip in five to seven years after forced appreciation? Any specific uh, investment thesis that you guys have? Yeah, we we invest for cash flow um, because that's how we hedge against a downturn, right? If it cash flows from day one, our expenses are covered. Um, but we buy for cash flow by B and C class properties um, in in emerging markets and markets that are growing, like what Chris said. Um, and that's and we typically hold for about five years. Although I will say, with how much capital is moving around right now, uh, we've had three, almost four deals now. We're about to see if the fourth one's going to go. Right um, deals go full cycle in in under two years so uh, but that's not that's not normal <laughs> our right. business plan is typically around five year hold yes wow okay okay and uh how how have you guys been um executing the the, the debt on these properties or assets yeah some are on some are non-collateralized or would you say you know like we've had a couple of properties under a million purchase price and those are typically um you know, recourse loans, but preferably you want the non-recourse. So we try to go over the, the million dollar mark. Um, but with, yeah, with partners, you know, we're at the 120 unit size. Uh, we did a 384 unit deal and those are all, yeah, backed by Fannie Mae. Um, typically yeah. around that mark, it's like 75% loan, 70% uh, loan. It's getting more around the, the 60 to 70% range now. Um, but yeah, typically interest only one to two years and then locked in for you know the remainder of the term but wow. depending on the deal we've been you know we're exiting three or three or so deals this year and it's been two and a half year holds so the market's been really good for syndicator uh and investors investing in syndication groups and all this to say people really thought it was going to end in 2018 so you just don't have a crystal ball do your no, best with your own so. capital to preserve it yeah I asked because that's one of the hotter topics of uh, bridge mezzanine loan, uh, which is interest only typically, um, and then versus Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, fixed rate, thirty years, whatnot. So I wanted to ask, like, okay, within the four years that you guys have been investing, what's been working for you? Um, seems like bridge is too popular right now, but one of the higher risk for the investor is okay, since it's interest only, sometimes it's variable, and uh, if there's a downturn, then rates will go up and now the actual sponsor group or syndication group will, how do you pick up from that? You know, I guess you maybe might hold, but you know, it's just a concern. It's, for the investor. Yeah. It, it's preferable obviously to go fixed rate debt. If you can go fixed rate debt from the start, um, that's great. We're at such peak prices now that most groups will do bridge debt for at least the first one to two years. And really it's because the income level, uh, without the business plan being executed without the first two years, just don't satisfy uh, a fixed rate, um, you know, for that first two years. So for the first two years, they'll gap it and then do a fixed rate um, loan for the rest. And, you know, I'd say there is a risk to bridge lending, right? Um, right. Things can happen. And usually you can cap that risk, even as a syndication group, or you can buy uh, an insurance, you know, rate insurance. So yeah. if you limit at how high the variable rate can go up, that's an sure. additional cost has to be met. Deal still has to work like that. But sure. yeah, if you buy cash flowing, at least you're limiting the risk. And then if you're you know, buying that insurance and if you're limiting how many years you're in a bridge loan, that's always, you know, another good. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you very much, Ashton and Christopher for being on the startup Ariasha. If you guys have any final 
words. Uh, this is open for you guys now. Yeah, I think what you're talking a lot about risk. Um, I love what Chris just said. You're looking back, you know, 20 years, you know, the, the 20, 30 years now, uh, interest rates, what they were. And it always reminds me of that Chinese saying, and I say it all the time, uh, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second yeah. best time now. So <laughs> if you're on the on the hedge, like you're trying to play the market, that's not, you know, that's not the play to, that'll get you where you want to go. Correct. Correct. Thank you. Thank you for that. And uh, what's the best way for people to uh, um, reach out to you guys to learn more about what you guys do? Yeah, you can visit our website, valkyriegroup.com, um, V-A-L-K-E-R-E group.com. A lot of free content on there. We give a lot away, over 250 blog posts written. I mean, you know, podcast, every podcast we've been on there is linked on there. So awesome. you can check us out, check out what we do, see if, you know, you learn something. Awesome. Want to reach awesome. out? Well, thank you very much, Ashton and Christopher, and uh, I'll end the stream now.